0: Hey, hey, Andrea Earhart here, and you're listening to the Artist Academy Podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you increase profits, attract more customers, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. Today, we have a very special solo episode as I'm going to read you the first chapter of my first book. It's called Mural Money, and it's really just a guide to help you create the art career of your dreams. And I recorded the introduction of the book just a couple episodes ago, so if you want to go back and kind of hear that. But I just want to talk a little bit more about the writing process as I'm currently deep into it. So today, currently, I am editing the book. I am going from chapter one to six and just rereading everything that we've edited so far. So right now I have the full book sent to my editor, and we chose to just edit one chapter at a time. And so she is currently editing chapter seven, and she's given me chapter one through six to just kind of look over. And the process of this goes, she'll send me one chapter, I'll give her my edits, and then she'll read it again and make sure that my edits are grammatically correct, and then I do it again. And we just kind of like, it just becomes less and less editing as we go back and forth, and then we go on to the next one. And this chapter will have about 20 maybe chapters in total. I don't know, but we are, the countdown is on and we are working diligently to get this thing edited to where it flows. And I'm just having a really great time with it. It's a lot of time. I just want to say, first off, it's a lot of time to just go back and edit it and read over it again and again and make sure I'm not repeating myself and it all makes sense and I'm using the right words that are encouraging yet have a little bit of tough love and the stories are going to keep you entertained while still mixing in the business side, like filing for an LLC and trying to make that interesting so you're not just listening to something that's cut and dry. But really, as I'm... Painting and I have a bunch of window painting jobs and murals that I'm doing every day. And all I'm thinking about is I can't wait to get home and tell more stories inside of this book because I'm just obsessed with it right now. But I'm so excited for you to eventually hear it that as I'm editing today, I'm like, how about I'll just put out just a little bit <laughs> on the podcast to maybe generate some buzz about it and get you just as excited as I am about it. <laughs> it's, it's a very new but fun experience. And so I'm gonna read you chapter one, and just know that it will likely change a little bit in the final edit, but this is what we have so far, and it's 99% done, I'd say. So, okay, I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. This is chapter one. Taking a step in the right direction. I took my first painting class in college. I remember signing up for classes that very first semester, and they asked me what I wanted to learn about just for fun. The counselor informed me that easing into the first year of college with easier and more enjoyable classes would help me get used to the college experience. I can see now that the university was trying to steer me in the right direction of picking a fulfilling career, despite my pullback. I remember urging them to enroll me in accounting classes and marketing classes because general business was my intended major. My mind was made up. After all, this was the career path that would generate me a general job with a general paycheck. Despite my best efforts to just get to the point to collect credits and get job and get college over with, I found myself enrolled in painting one. Perhaps it would make for a much more inspirational beginning to this story if I could say that this first painting class made me change my mind entirely about my career. But the truth is, it didn't change my mind at all. Although I had a natural artistic eye, as I'm sure you do as well, painting one was still a struggle for me. The instructor was great at explaining things so simply, and I appreciated this, but painting was very hard. I loved it, but that beginner class was tough. Blending realism, seeing your artists paint at a level much higher than what I was capable of at the time, was all very discouraging. What was encouraging, though, was the professor who gently nudged me at the end of the semester to consider changing my major to painting. At the time, I was taken aback by the idea and hardly gave it any thought whatsoever. My immediate internal response was that there was no possible way I could make a living being a painter. So as kindly as I could, I said no to my professor. I remember that look of slight disappointment on his face, but my mind was made up I appreciated him believing in me, but I wanted to get back to business. A little over one year later, just a couple of months into my sophomore year of college, I can still remember the exact day I decided to make art a possible career. It was actually at night, around midnight, and I couldn't sleep for the life of me. I was up most of the night thinking about how my elementary, middle, and high school art teacher had the best job in the world. For some reason, I couldn't get this realization off my mind. The thought seemed to be coming out of nowhere. Yet, I was fixated. Her name was Miss Lind, and she was the only art teacher at our school from elementary through high school. You see, I grew up in a very small town with a population of less than 400 and a graduating class of 32 students. It was actually a really big class for my high school. My brother's class was uh, 23 students, just to give you even more of a perspective. Having the same art teacher, K-12, was the norm, and I became quite comfortable with her. Miss Lynn had the privilege of painting, drawing, and teaching art all day to various age groups. That's not work, that's just fun. And what if I could do that too? At this point, I'd already been in college for over a year studying general business. In addition to art, I liked math. I had figured that a degree involving business would generate me a post-college job. From there, I planned to work my way up and earn a decent living. I just was focusing on survival, honestly. And the thought of starting over and adding another year or so to my college experience sounded daunting. My mind was made up, though. And I was yet again determined. I set up a meeting with my counselor the next day, and my new career path started with the goal of being an art teacher. After all, that was the only way I knew how to actually paint for a living. Earning money as a full-time artist didn't even cross my mind at the time. Social media was still relatively new, and the famous platforms like Facebook were not being used as the marketing tools they have grown to be today. Instagram artists and influencers weren't a thing yet. I didn't know of anyone who sold paintings for a living, let alone that was making money to classify selling their art as a legit job. I liked the idea of teaching, so that is the path I initially took. I learned to draw before I learned to paint, which is a skill I think every artist should learn to master. Knowing how to draw made every learned art skill that came after it much easier. Eventually, I took another painting class With a different professor who taught me how to set up my palette, mix colors, and paint exactly what I see. This class and the enthusiastic professor was the one that finally convinced me to add a degree in painting to my list of professional goals. For a while, I continued taking art education classes and was content with the idea of one day becoming an art teacher. However, after learning about school rules and how school systems were managed, I quickly realized that teaching was no longer my ideal job. I'm not big on rules and restrictions, and I prefer to make things up as I go. I knew that I wouldn't even be able to color my hair pink, purple, or any other crazy color I fancied at the moment. I felt like a clock was ticking down the days, hours, and minutes until I would lose my freedom. That made me anxious enough to take what I thought was a much riskier path of focusing on painting. Eventually, I graduated with a Bachelor's of Arts degree in painting with an emphasis in art education and a minor in general business. That's a mouthful. It's been a long journey to where I am today, and it's funny to think how I am still using each focus area of my college education within my current career. I would have never guessed that I would one day be leading with what I truly wanted to do with what felt fun and what came easy to me. Through perseverance mixed with self-belief, it all ended up working out, obviously. This is not the part where I convince you to enroll at a university or a specialty art school. In fact, you won't find that part anywhere in this book. Please don't think that I'm at all saying that professional education is at all a requirement to achieve your goals. Nobody has ever asked me for my transcript before hiring me for a project, and it's likely that nobody will ask that of you either. Actually, I'd be willing to place money on a bet that says you will never in your life be turned down due to the lack of a professional education. I don't think my path is for everyone, and I know that just about everything you want to know can be found for free, or at least at a low cost on the internet. This route is certainly much less expensive than setting out to earn an art degree. Luckily, I was raised by a single mom whose yearly income put us within the poverty level. This qualified me to receive maximum government assistance in the form of grants to help me afford college. As a result, I ended up with only $15,000 of debt after graduation. According to statistics, this is well below the average debt most people have by the time they graduate. A portion of that debt was for me just taking out loans to live, eat, and fulfill other basic human needs while taking classes. My parents did not pay for college in the least bit. (laughs) It was a struggle, but I was able to fully pay off that debt within just a couple years once I landed my first big-time art job post-graduation. As it turns out, that investment was well worth it. Don't worry, we'll get to that whole story of everything about that later. The things I learned in college proved to be very valuable. They gave me a baseline of skills to get a head start in the world of art. But I also graduated still not knowing what I was going to do with my life. I remember thinking to myself, I have a degree in doodling. Great job. What the heck was I going to do with a degree in art? Be an artist? Yeah, right, that is not possible. (laughs) At least I didn't think it was possible until I could at least move out of Springfield, Missouri and meet enough people to build a client base. I told myself that I wasn't ready, so I delayed starting at all. Even after many hours of professional instruction and earning a degree, I wasn't ready. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Envision your life. Before we launch into the nitty gritty of the business, including finding new customers, how to price your art, et etc. I want to challenge you to first figure out what it is you actually want to do. You don't have to be extremely specific, but it is essential for you to determine a direction. your art career. Just a general direction is what we're going for here. (laughs) For example, I knew that I wanted some kind of career in the arts, so I started taking general steps in the right direction by enrolling in art classes. Although my initial plan shifted and I pivoted away from becoming an art teacher, I eventually ended up right where I was meant to be, painting full-time while also teaching other artists the business of art. Get clear on what you like to do and start taking steps towards it, but know that it will likely change, and that's okay. The important thing is that you are giving yourself a vision of what you want, and even if it changes, at least you took steps in the right direction. Who knows, the skills you learn now could come in handy later. Just go in the direction of the types of art you like to do. I'm not gonna assign you a worksheet or something you have to fill out because I know that very few are likely to do that. I knew I wouldn't, But what I will do is ask you to pull out the notes section of your phone or a voice recording app or quickly jot down or record your ultimate goal for your future. What do you want? To get started, begin brainstorming by asking yourself some essential questions to get to the root of what you desire out of life. First off, what does a perfect day in your world look like, including work? Another one. What types of art do you consider fun and come easy for you? Feel free to pause this and take some notes and then re-listen to it and just jot down things as you go as I'm reading these. Number three, what would you feel fulfilled doing every day? And are you choosing this route because it seems more attainable than the other options? And lastly, what artists are you most jealous of? Write down your answers to these questions in your notes and keep them at a safe spot to be revisited and reviewed. What you want is uniquely you. Remember that. Maybe you think that painting watercolor portraits for a living is just the coolest thing you could hope to accomplish. Perhaps you're dreaming of a life where painting big and impressive murals is a part of your everyday routine. Whether you desire a career in painting, photography, writing, or whatever, you mustn't let self-doubt get in the way of you setting career goals. So write down or record that one thing you would genuinely enjoy doing as a career. This first question listed above proved to be one of the most valuable thought-provoking questions I could have asked myself. Once I figured out my direction, I decided to get intentional and serious about where I wanted my art career to head. I'll often revisit this question at least once a year to make sure I'm still on that right path. My mind changes all the time, the direction changes, and that's my goal change. Personally, I need to talk things out with other people before making important life decisions. (laughs) I like to say it out loud, put it out there for others to hear, and allow them to help me rationalize my thoughts. I'll often say, play devil's advocate to this idea. Real quick, hear me out. (laughs) Remembering when I did this specific exercise for the first time, I asked a couple of my closest friends, what does a perfect day in your world look like? If you could imagine a day being exactly as you would like it to be, what would you do tomorrow that would just fill you up inside?" Their answers varied, but none of them included work in their description of a perfect day. (laughs) My bad for not specifying, but instead, they envisioned their perfect day to include time off from work where they could spend the day with their families and do things that they couldn't do while clocking in. After reflecting on my friend's answers, I realized that mine actually did include work. I genuinely love what I do and really painting keeps me sane. It's kind of a certain kind of therapy, I think, and a perfect day for me definitely includes painting and being productive. This conversation with my friends made me realize that work is not the same for everyone. Painting doesn't even seem like a job the majority of the time. Don't get me wrong, there are days when I do not want to paint images of rocks or dirt or trees. So on those rare occasions, (laughs) painting does feel like work, just not hard work. You know what I mean? When I first began to envision my career, I thought that my future would include painting canvases in a studio and creating enough art pieces to fill a big show. I pictured my life to include painting and traveling to different countries to show my work. It sounded so glamorous. I would just stay in my studio and paint, 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 and then travel to places like Australia and Japan and just have a big show. That was my ideal work environment (laughs) once upon a time. But funny, now that I've traveled quite a bit, painting murals mostly all over North America, I've learned that I prefer being home and painting locally where I can sleep in my own bed at night. I've done the traveling muralist thing and it was exciting and I'll tell you about it in a bit, but there's something special about getting to spend nights and weekends with my husband, my family, and my friends, and my cats. <laughs> I found that by traveling for work so much, it quickly became a job instead of an adventure. Homesickness is definitely a real thing, and looking back on those initial thoughts, I now think it's kind of funny because I wanted to be a traveling artist so badly back then, and it's interesting to see how my goals have changed throughout the years. While that life was fun, I can feel now that painting locally is where I am most comfortable, but if I had never tried it, I might still be wondering, what if? I'm telling you this so that you can see the importance of envisioning your life and being open to changing direction. Gaining clarity on what it is you want to do is the key to helping you take the necessary steps to achieve your dreams. Although your goals may shift and change entirely along the way, at least you took active steps in the right direction. Remember, dreaming without action will achieve nothing. Wishing without effort is just a waste of time. During my first semester in college, I was only focused on choosing a degree that would help me make money. For a short amount of time, the adult way of thinking held me back from picking a path I was passionate about. Sure, having an adult mindset is great at times, however, it often prevents us from following our passion. I would also like for you to look externally and look at the lives of artists who are doing what you would like to do. You can conduct a Google search or even scroll through Instagram and Facebook to see what other artists in your industry are doing. See all the options. Which artists are you jealous of? That is, which artists would you switch places with in a heartbeat because they seem to have the perfect career? Determining artists that you envy and reflecting on why you envy them can aid in your pinpointing of your desired career path. Don't be so hard on yourself for feeling those jealous feelings either. We all get jealous, but it's what we do with that jealousy that matters. What do you want your life to look like? You will be more likely to achieve your goals if you own them rather than having someone tell you what your goals should be based on their own. So take a minute to figure this out for yourself. We all have different wants, needs, talents, habits, and personalities that should be considered when making career path decisions. Do you want to stay home? Do you like the comforts of that? Or do you like doing something new and experience something every single day? It's a personal choice to everyone and not something that can be prescribed from a book. Sorry, (laughs) find an artist that seems to have it all figured out and is living your dream life. This will be your guiding light to becoming the artist you ultimately want to become. And just to give you some insight, the artists that you idolize are not the artists idolized by the next reader of this book. If I was betting, I'd say your choices and the choices of 10 others will all be different relish in those differences and know that those are what make your choices unique. The art you want to create and the style you want to use is not the same as the next person. There's no one-size-fits-all approach, and that's why there is room for all of us within this industry. Write your answers to the questions down, or at the very least record your thoughts, or at least take a mental note, but I prefer writing them down because they'll be fun to look back on later and say, hey, I did that thing. Begin by taking baby steps towards your goals, then check back in on your answers to those essential questions, and don't forget to celebrate your successes when you hit both the smallest and the largest of milestones. Use this activity as a starting point and consider the valuable business advice I'm about to give you. So that's it. That's chapter one, <laughs> and really with this book, I really took my time to think back on those beginner days and what I was feeling and what I was thinking and the doubts that I had in my mind. And just, oh gosh, and there were so many. <laughs> I I mean, like I said, I didn't even think this career was possible. And it just kind of happened through action and through taking steps and just kind of putting one foot in front of the other just, I felt so blindly, I was so confused. And so part of me writing this book is just to maybe help you feel not as blind when picking the thing that you love. And just, I really wanted to emphasize the fact that it doesn't just have to be the thing that makes money. It we find the best successes in the thing that we truly love to do. And yeah, so that is the first chapter. So I'm actually going to read the second chapter in the next podcast episode, so tune in next week to hear chapter two.